Hey, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Tree of Life Church podcast. It's our prayer that these messages help connect you to the life, love, and power of Jesus. All right, hey, let's get your Bibles out. Let's go ahead. We need to get on because I gotta, we got to get to praying. Amy, here we go. First John 2.20, real quick, Amplified Bible. If you missed some of our anointing series and some of this is like, I'm not really sure, then go back and listen to what we've already talked about. I don't have time because I just felt like God wanted me to say those things so you can go back and listen through the archives. But let's start right here. First John 2.20, Amplified Bible says this, but you have an anointing from the Holy One. The anointing comes from God, only from God, only from God. And the anointing sets you apart. You've been set apart, specially gifted and prepared by the Holy Spirit. And all of you know the truth because he teaches us, illuminates our minds and guards us from error. You know what I love about that scripture in context of today? I was thinking about it in terms of my kids. This is a great prayer right here. This amplified scripture is a great prayer for you over your kids. We're talking about blessing kids today. But you have an, my children, Callie and Camry, have an anointing from the Holy One. They've been set apart. Come on, somebody. They've been specially gifted. They've been prepared by the Holy Spirit. And they know the truth because the Holy Spirit teaches them. The Holy Spirit illuminates their minds and guards them from error in Jesus' name. Come on. Amen. That's the anointing, the Holy Spirit anointing that comes from God alone. Uh, 2 Corinthians 1, 21 through 22. Now it is God who makes both you, uh, us and you stand firm in Christ. God makes us stand firm in Christ. How? Because he has anointed us. Callie and Camry stand firm in Christ. Raiden, how about that? I need to go another level. I'm a grandfather now. Raiden will stand firm in Christ. Raiden is anointed. God has set the Holy Spirit. God has set the seal of ownership, the Holy Spirit on him in our hearts. In their hearts. My children are sealed by the Holy Spirit. I put the seal on them. They don't belong to the world. They don't even belong to me. Their last name, I want some for some length of time will be Duncan. They may look like hopefully their mother, but... At some point, no matter what, where they go, what they do, the Holy Spirit has sealed them. They're gods. God is the owner of their lives in Jesus' name. Amen. But it's the anointing. It says it's the anointing that does that. The anointing. The anointing brings out the best of us. God puts gifts and abilities and calls in us to fulfill his divine purpose. And when the anointing is in our life and active in our life, not laying stagnant or stale, But when it's active in our life, it brings out the best of those gifts and abilities. And I like what David said in Psalms 92.10. He says, Lord, anoint us with fresh oil. Today, we need a fresh oil anointing. Amen. Fresh oil, Father God. We want fresh oil poured out on our kids in Jesus' name. No matter if they're kinder or all the way up through college, our kids are anointed of the Lord. They got the seal of God on their heart. Amen. That they stand in the midst of circumstances and storms that are against them because the anointing of God in their life. This morning, we want to put a demand on the anointing. I just want to talk for a few minutes because there's going to be a, a, a lot of kids come up through here. They may not be your kids. You may not even have kids in here this morning, whatever that looks like. But you know, they're all our kids. Can I say that? We're a family. We're not a church. We're a family. Come on, Tree of Life. We're a family of believers here. We're believing God for everyone's kid. They're our kids. And so that means all of us need to put a demand on the anointing this morning because some of these kids won't be old enough to know what that is or understand it yet. Now, some of them, when they get a little older, then they'll have to learn how to do that for themselves. Number one, they need to see you doing it. 
And they need to get them around where they can be taught and teach and operated at home. But all of us together this morning, we're going to place a demand on the anointing this morning. Amen. For the anointing to fall on this generation because the enemy is trying to steal their destiny. And when we anoint them and we bless them, we're believing because we're putting a demand on the anointing that we're believing God's going to fill up every vessel. And they need to be full of the Holy Spirit. And I want to remind you again, I said this already, this is a church that believes in the anointing of God. And that the anointing makes a difference in the lives of our kids and our students. In a gathering like this, there's a lot of power available when we come in unity in one accord, the Bible says. So when we all come in unity and make a demand on that anointing, we're just believing God. You know what the anointing will do this morning, I believe? And I'm getting ahead of myself, but I probably got to wrap this up right now already but so we can pray. The anointing's here to release the captives. The anointing's here to heal the sick. Amen? The anointing's here to drive out and we're talking about kids and teens. The anointing's here to drive out suicidal thoughts. The anointing's here to heal the, the broken heart. The anointing's here to show value that, that they're not what people say or what they've been told. It doesn't matter. Take thoughts captive. The anointing's here to help them have confidence against the bullies. The anointing's here to have clarity in the midst of confusion, whether it be gender or anything else. The anointing's here to protect. Come on, safety in our schools. That school will be protected because your anointed kid is in there. Because they walk into the anointing of God. Believe that. We believe that. The anointing's here to increase the favor on their life. So teachers and coaches won't even know why they're showing favor to this child, but it'll be because of the anointing on their life. And that's what you need to be declaring over your own children this morning and pulling a demand on that anointing and over all these kids. God will pour out his anointing in a great measure when we're all in unity and one accord, making demand on it this morning. Demand means to seek after. We're seeking after God's anointing to be poured out to these kids when hands are laid on them. Philippians 1.19 says, there, are supply, there is a supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance, for their deliverance through your prayer, our prayer, and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. There is a supply of the Spirit, a reservoir of the anointing of God that is waiting for a demand to be placed on it through your prayer and my prayer, to deliver or, or surround and, and give everything that's needed to the children that we're going to be praying for this morning and those that are watching online as well. You're going to make a demand on it through our prayer this morning, and we're going to make a demand on the reservoir of the anointing of the Spirit of God. Amen? There will be a supply of a Spirit for favor, for protection, for provision, for healing, for wisdom, for courage, for to be a light in the darkness, to be calm in chaos, peace in the storm, breakthrough and struggles. I believe we're going to make a demand on the anointing for that this morning. There is a supply of the Spirit that never runs out, never runs dry. That is always more than enough, amen? That is full of signs, wonders, and miracles. Supply means storehouse and reservoir. We're going to make a demand on the supply this morning of the Holy Spirit to be poured out into our kids. It's not to elevate you in the eye of anyone, but it's to elevate God in the eye of everyone. Because the anointing will make the difference. People ask, why is your kid like that? And these other ones are crazy. <laughs> why is your child like that? Just in the midst of all this, he didn't get involved in that. He's not in the middle of all that. He's, he's good behavior. She's good behavior. She's not in all the gossip. She's not in all the bullying on the playground, whatever, whatever that is. And you'll say, it's the anointing. It's the anointing. Luke 6, 19 says this. And the people all tried to touch him, meaning Jesus, because power was coming from him and healing them all. You know what the people were doing? They were making a demand on the reservoir of the power of God. And when they made a demand on him, it responded, and healing came from him 
or the spirit was released from him and they were all healed. The power of God came out when a demand was made. They drew it out. You can draw it out this morning by our prayer, by our time of worship, by asking, engaging the word of God, drawing on it. Our faith this morning release will put a demand on the supplies. We trust God to do what he says he'll do and the hearts and lives of our kid. Our faith release pulls the demand, pulls on the reservoir of the things of God. If you're concerned about your kids, put a demand on the reservoir of the Holy Spirit. If you're concerned about sickness, going back to school, put a demand on the Holy Spirit on behalf of your kids. If you're concerned about their safety, put a demand on the Holy Spirit, the anointing. See, we need to learn how to, as parents and grandparents, on behalf of our kids and those in our life, our marriages, our families, to put a demand on the Holy Spirit. If you're worried about your kids getting caught up with the wrong crowd, the wrong friends, with drugs or sex or any of that kind of stuff, put a greater demand on the Holy Spirit to be released in their life. You put a demand on the supply of the Spirit. Put a demand on the reservoir. Amen. Release your faith. Fill them up with oil, Father God. If there's no demand, there's no supply. The greater the demand, the greater the supply. So you determine that. A service when we gather today can go to another level when people come in with a great expectation. When you come in putting a demand on the anointing, when you come in these doors before a song is ever sang, before a word is ever preached, you put a demand on Matthew 20, 30 through 34 says this, two blind men were sitting by the road and when they heard that Jesus was going by, they shouted, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. The crowd rebuked them. The world told them to be quiet. Quit putting demand on them. Just sit there and be quiet. Told them to be quiet, but they shouted all the more. They decided, I'm going to make a greater demand now. The world, you're trying to shut me up. I will make a demand on the power and presence of God. Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. Don't let the world keep you quiet. Put a demand on the power of God. Jesus stopped and called to them, what do you want from me? What do you want me to do? Lord, they answered, we want our sight. Jesus had compassion on them, touched their eyes. Immediately, they received their sight. They pulled on the demand, even when the world tried to shut them up and shut them out. I continued to make a demand, and God responded. He responds to that. Mark 6, 5 through 6 says this. He could do no miracles when he went to his hometown. He could do no miracles there except lay hands on a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. Or in other words, he was amazed that they didn't even put a demand on the supply in his life. Come on, somebody. I'm amazed every time we come and gather into the Lord, and despite the vessel being used up here or whatever, when a demand's not being put on the supply that God has. It doesn't matter what's being preached, what's being sung. You can still walk out changed in Jesus' name because there's a never-ending supply of the anointing that Jesus has. If you'll put a demand on it, if you'll put a demand on it, you'll receive it. Luke 8, 46. But Jesus said, someone touched me. I know that power has gone out. And they're all saying, yeah, you're, there's a crowd. How, come, who, how are we going to know? He says, who touched me? How are we going to know? What is he saying? Someone put a demand on the supply in my life, the anointing in my life, and it came out of me. Somebody put a demand. Not everybody, but somebody did. Not everybody will. Somebody did. Put a demand on the anointing. Luke 5, 18. Some man carrying a paralyzed man on a mat tried to take him to the house and lay him before Jesus. The crowded. They couldn't get in through the front door, so they could not find a way in. They went to the roof. They tore a hole in it, lowered him down on the mat in front of Jesus, and Jesus healed him. You know what happened in that scenario? Four friends put a demand. Four friends put a demand for somebody else. Those four guys said, we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to get to Jesus. We're going to put a demand right here for you. 
this morning. We can put a demand on heaven for other people, the anointing to operate. We're going to lay these kids, if I could be so bold to say it this way, it's like we're all holding the corner of a mat this morning, and we're lifting off the roof so we can lay these kids at the feet of Jesus this morning. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Matthew 9, 21, a couple more. She said to herself, if I only touch his cloak, I'll be healed. She said to herself, what's your self-talk like? Are you talking to yourself or are you just letting the world talk to you? We need to look and examine our self-talk because that's what enables us at times to put a demand on the anointing. Our talk, get your mouth right. Talk to yourself right. Place a demand on the anointing. Who touched me? When she put a demand on the anointing, the power was released in her life. We won't go there this morning with Mark 8, 22. And there's so many examples of this. They brought a blind man and they besought Jesus, meaning they, they put a demand on Jesus. They beseeched Jesus, another translation will say, and he was healed. We serve a God that heals, delivers, restores, protects, provides, anoints, put a demand on the anointing. Last illustration and one more scripture. When Jesus just started his earthly ministry, he had just become anointed, being baptized, the Holy Spirit, like a dove descended. Went out into the wilderness to be tested, tempted of the enemy, and he withstood the temptings of the enemy by speaking the word of God. And all of a sudden then, he went to a wedding, a wedding feast. The very first miracle, turned water to wine. You know why Jesus performed that miracle? Because his mom asked him to. <laughs> if you read that scripture, he said, woman, don't bother me right now. Now's not my time. And she said, oh yeah, now is your time. I know you have a reservoir of the anointing in you. And I'm going to make a demand on it right now. <laughs> and what did Jesus do? He said, servants, go fill up those big old water pots. My mom is making a demand, right? Come on, moms. And mom is making a demand on the reservoir. Nothing like a mom making a demand on the anointing on behalf of their kids. It says they went and filled up the water pots. And if you read the scripture, it says the water did not turn to wine until they started scooping it out. What were they doing? They were withdrawing. They were drawing on the anointing. They were drawing. That's what we're going to do today, church. And every time we come. But today we're going to do it on behalf of the kids. Our kids, all of our kids. This generation from kinder through college. One more scripture, James 5, 14 through 15. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call for the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith, because that's the draw, that's the demand in faith. Faith draws on the power of God. It will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they've sinned, they will be forgiven. So this morning, the elders, myself, the pastors of the church are coming and we're gonna anoint these kids with oil. Right there, you saw it right there. And all of you, our responsibility is to make a demand, release our faith now on behalf of these kids and their destiny and their life. And I believe this, and we anoint them. I don't know what God's gonna do. It's not just, he's not just gonna anoint them. He's gonna heal them in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. He's gonna deliver them and set them free from bondages. Forgiveness, freedom, or whatever it is. Why? Because that's what he says. That's what he says. So that's what we're going to do. So here, let me give you some instruction. We're going to ask all of the kids, kinder through college. And yes, I'm old enough to call college people kids. <laughs> right. All of you, we're going to ask you to get my left, your right. Line up against that wall. You'll see instruction on the screen. Line up. If you have a, a child that's a little bit nervous or 
maybe wants you to come and support them, you're welcome to do that, but I'm not anointing you with oil. <laughs> you can get a little vial and you can go home and do that, but I feel I'm gonna stick to what God put in my heart. We're gonna do the kids, okay? And so, line up, go ahead, guys. You can start moving that way. If you got siblings, you together. If there's, uh, you know, one's too young, feels a little nervous, mom or dad, you feel free to go get in line with them. Amen. Come on, let's just celebrate them as they go. Come on, everybody. Come on. Come on. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Come on. I always feel for, I always feel for visitors in moments like this. Seriously, Mom, Dad, you brought us to this church today? Absolutely, and it's God's plan that you're here. God wants to anoint you today. Come on, look at all of our world changers. Look at all of our anointed kids in Jesus' name. The anointing of God. Thank you for the anointing. I just want to, just a reminder, we're kinder through college. Now, parents, if you have kids younger than that, you want them anointed, again, there'll be vials back there. You can anoint them. I'm not trying to be, I'm just trying to do what God put in my heart to do. All right, so kinder through college. We're gonna, we're gonna get it to come through. We're not gonna take a lot of time. It doesn't need, because just me and I, we, we don't anoint, heal, deliver anybody. <laughs> we just lay hands on with the anointing as the word says, and God does all that. So we're gonna, not gonna linger. We're just gonna come on through. And, but for you in the seats, could you stand to your feet for me? Because we're gonna engage in some time. You know what we're gonna do? We're not gonna watch, and I know your kids come through. We're not gonna, we're gonna make a demand on the anointing. And this is so crucial for everybody out in your seats. Join us as we make a demand on the anointing. We're going to worship the Lord, and that's going to help us make that demand. We're going to anoint these kids. They'll come on up. Father, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for your anointing here today. We saw in your words so many scriptures, Father God, that we can make a demand. And as we do, we pull on that reservoir, Father God, of your healing and power to be released. To anoint our kids, Father God, a light in the darkness. Protected, Father God, safety and protection, favor of God. Walk in the power of God. And they change the environment around them instead of being changed by it in Jesus. Thanks again for joining us this week. We pray that this message encouraged and inspired you. If you want to find out how you can be a part of Tree of Life, just go to our website, treeoflifechurch.org. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend. 